Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation is the Old Testament lesson read just a moment ago from Jeremiah 17 verses 5 to 8. Also included in our meditation is the first psalm. The prophet Jeremiah and the psalmist speak of where a good tree is planted and how it is nourished. They compare the human soul to a tree planted and nourished. When I was in grammar school, I looked forward to the days when someone from the forest service would come and visit our school. Sometimes we would receive a plant, a tree, and we would get to go home and put that tree in our backyard somewhere. A forester plants and manages the trees. An arborist focuses more specifically on the health of trees and some arborists even hug the trees. God's prophet Jeremiah was concerned about the planting of and the health of trees, not just trees in the sense of a maple tree, but the souls of people. They were concerned about the health of God's people. Our pastor Samuel Schulteis reminds us every week that we are spiritually healthy because our souls are planted and rooted deeply in the merits of Jesus and the love of God. This morning, let's think again about where our souls are planted and how they're nourished. The first verse of Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man... Jeremiah 17.5 offers a contrasting thought when he says, Cursed is the one whose heart turns away from the Lord. Blessed or cursed? Wow, those are polar opposites, aren't they? Loren and Nyan wrote a novel about a lady whose life was in shambles after her husband died. She felt cursed. And lost. The title of her book is Digging In. She found healing and blessing by digging in and turning her entire yard into a vegetable garden. One book critic called hers a wise story about the struggle to root oneself in the untilled land of grief. Have you ever felt cursed? Have you felt like cursing another person? Have you been blessed? Have you blessed others? I think we all know something about the experiences of being cursed and blessed. I know I do. They are very different experiences. When others have cursed us, we may want to dig in and want to make others wish they had never cursed us. Sadly, this is a reaction that has produced much heartache in this world. When others bless us, we may want to dig deep to give them joy and blessing in return. 
This is a response that fosters benevolence and philanthropy throughout the world. One is a reaction to sin that multiplies sin. The other is the fruit of grace. God be merciful to us that we might receive from you the blessing of the forgiveness of our sins where we have multiplied sin be merciful toward us and thank you Lord that you have made us penitent recipients of the fruit of your grace the capacities for sin or grace are determined by the location of our roots where are they planted and how are they nourished Jeremiah said blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose trust is the Lord he's like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream Colossians 2 6 and 7 says therefore as you received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk in him rooted and built in him established in the faith Ephesians 3 16 to 19 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend what all the saints have received what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge in Jesus parable of the sower in Mark 4:17, we read and they have no root in themselves but endure for a while then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word immediately they fall away Hebrews 12 15 exhorts see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled Romans eleven sixteen says that if the root is holy so are the branches where to plant and how to nourish Jeremiah and the psalmist point us to the merits of Jesus our hearts are planted in him we receive from his word faith and life Isaiah eleven ten speaks of Jesus in this way on that day the root of Jesse who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him shall the nations inquire and his resting place shall be glorious now an arborist knows that sometimes it takes a while the root of Jesse hibernating for hundreds of years resulted in the incarnation Jesus came into our world God became man and dwelt among us 
Isaiah 11.1 1 said, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his root shall bear fruit. Jesse's root became Jesse's shoot. God became man while remaining God. The son of David, the son of Adam, the son of God came for us, grew for us. On Yom Kippur, Psalm 1 was read to the Old Testament believers. They prayed for, and they looked for, and they received from the Messiah, the Anointing One, by whom all people are blessed. Revelation 5.5 says, Weep no more. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has conquered. In Revelation 22.16, we hear his words, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the Root, the descendant of David, the bright morning star. Jesus is our root, our conqueror. Our sins are forgiven. No more are we cursed because he was cursed at Calvary's cross. Forever we are blessed. All the good, all the righteousness he has is ours by grace through faith. Jeremiah 33, 15 says, In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring forth, and he shall execute justice and righteousness on the earth. Romans 10, 10 says, For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Our souls find nourishment in the root, the descendant of David. Planted in him by the waters of holy baptism, we are blessed. 2 Kings 19.30 predicted our blessing. And the surviving remnant of the house of Judah shall again take root and bear fruit upward. Now ordinarily, Psalm 1 in Jeremiah 5 may be used to exhort people in such a way that they would thirst after the word of God and thereby be blessed. Typically, when one is told to read the Bible, that's the use of the law. These texts could aptly serve as compliments to the third commandment. The commandment says, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Thou shalt sanctify the holy day. What does this mean? We should fear and love God that we may not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Asking the questions where to plant and how to nourish gives us the privilege today to do more than exhort one another. Jeremiah and the psalmist are also proclaimers of the blessings that are ours in Christ. Now I pray that we may leave God's house today with a strong desire to dig in to God's word 
by personal Bible study, regular worship, home devotions. I pray also that we may rest in the knowledge of what God has done for us and what he continues to do for us by the power of his word and sacraments. Ezekiel 31, 6 and 7, in describing the church as a tree in the garden of God, said, All the great nations rested in its shade. It was beautiful in its greatness, in the length of its branches, for its roots went down to abundant waters. Yes, it's good that we take the seeds that become trees home and plant them. It's even better that we enjoy the tree's green leaves and taste the sweetness of its fruit. Jeremiah 17.8 says, The tree, the human soul, is rooted in Christ and has leaves that are always green and it never fails to bear fruit. Amen.